With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to the first PFF forecast of 2022. I had to break out a beanie for it. That's how special it was. It's freezing cold here. Um, so uh, <laughs> trying to keep myself alive. Uh, we have a great episode here. Um, there are two, two, count them two. Epic rants coming your way. One on the Chiefs, which I just know. You just know it's going to happen. But we also have some Rams planning coming your way. We're going to talk about Burrow versus Mahomes. Jamar Chase going bananas. Uh, what our biggest L of the week was. And, of course, we're going to talk about week 18 because we have one now. And we're going to guess the lines for the games that matter. And we have the schedule. Let's rock. I know that uh, you really want to talk about the Sunday night football game that we just watched. That was that was really special. Um, so people were giving Chris Collinsworth a lot of crap for talking about Sean Mannion, you know, like looking okay. I before the game started, it was. I mean, there's no chance. Vikings had no chance. Right? It was Mannion explaining, but. <laughs> But you got to try and it's like negative one degrees outside. You've got to convince yourself somehow that you're not going to spend the next three and a half hours yeah, watching yeah. a complete disaster. A complete disaster it was. Um, so we will not spend that much time talking about that game. I did think it was funny. They brought Kellen Mond in and then. I, I, I heard that uh, it was because Mannion hurt his hand. Mm. But it's like at that freaking point, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to spend my energy on this team. Th this is an example I'm gonna, all of you, you folks, I, I got a lot of flack. <laughs> all of you folks. I got, a, I got a lot of flack from people, you know, when I when we would put out some of our predictions and we'd say, oh, you no. know, you know, like we had the Vikings as an eight win team or that's our simulation had. Mm -hmm. um, people are like, you know, I think this is a super talented team. I think this is a playoff team. And, and like, I would just remind people like, look, you don't even have to take PFF seriously. You don't even have to take. We said the same thing about the Steelers. You don't have to take our simulation seriously, my opinion seriously, but the market had you as an eight-and-a-half win team, a nine-win team, depending upon where it closed, and had you as an underdog to make the playoffs. And that's exactly what happened. And you were funny, eight-and-eight eight against the spread this year. The market is a pretty good indicator of how good teams are. And that's all I'll say about that team. 
and that was that was a bonus one. Mm-hmm. We didn't even think we were going to get to the Vikings. That was a bonus one. Yeah. The the game of the uh, weekend, probably the game that should have been on Dude, <laughs> Sunday I mean, Night Football. It was, I was there, by the way, so I can evaluate it better than everybody. This is what I'm waiting for. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Chiefs Bengals. The Bengals at home after a destruction of yep. a depleted Baltimore Ravens team were a significant underdog at home to the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs come out the gate. They're up 14, 28, 14. Mm-hmm. And they lose the game. What should be the biggest takeaway from that game? Uh, it was good. And, and also, this is another one where the, sh- like the, the betting market's open. Chiefs minus three. It got bet out to five and a half. And then there was late sharp money. Three and a half was where it closed. Uh, Green Line had value on the Bengals uh, for most of the week. I know... Uh, we also had value on the under, so take that, I guess, because that game was not Did going. Not that game was not going under. Um, I, how much, how much credit do you want to give Zach Taylor for all, like all this? Well, it depends. Did he decide to draft Jamar Chase or not? Because if Zach Taylor, look, I, we've given Zach Taylor a ton of a ton of crap um, this season. I think a decent amount of it is is deserved but if he was one of the people that went into the room with uh whoever was making the decisions in cincinnati and goes we're taking jamar chase then he deserves a fair amount of credit because jamar chase was unstoppable and you can put a lot of blame on the kansas city chiefs for just like not adjusting to that but that has that pick i i mean has turned their their team around i sent this out on twitter i said like the thing about it was the Bengals were ready to capitalize on the fat tail variance that Chase offered that a tackle simply does not offer, right? Like we all talk about like, you know, bias and variance, right? Mm. And, you know, for a long time this season, for there were weeks, and I think it might even, there were weeks where Panay Sewell had generated more value than Chase. But it, when it comes down to winning a human, like look at even how the Chiefs played on Sunday. You know, uh, Orlando Brown, thankfully, was just like a minor calf strain, but he sat. Yep. Lucas Niang, Lucas Niang, who replaced him, Torres Patella, and they take $16 million guard Joe Tooney and play him at left tackle, and he performs well against Trey Hendrickson. Like, the 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 distribution of outcomes on an offensive line are, are just thinner, whereas Jamar Chase literally goes, what, 12 for 266 and three? Mm-hmm. And, you know, again... I'm going to give Zach Taylor some credit. I think he might end up winning coach of the year, given everything. They were 25 to one to win this division. Ben Brown wrote it up on our website in the preseason um, or in the, actually it was early, early in the off season and all that stuff. Right. But the fact of the matter is the person who deserves the majority of the credit for this Bengals team. And I think it becomes even more apparent after we've seen this year play out where guys like Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, um, you know, Trey Lance are all kind of nightmares so far. Mm-hmm. The fact that Joe Burrow stepped into into Cincinnati and last season in the nine games he played, played well enough, not perfect, not great, but encouraging enough for the Bengals to say, all right, time to go, right? It was the same thing as, and, and I don't mean to bring this back to Kansas City, but it was the same thing that happened when Pat came in and he was sitting behind Alex Smith, and the Chiefs decided to go out and sign Sammy Watkins and to you know extend Tyree Kill and all this stuff. 
Joe Burrow coming in and giving everybody in that organization hope gives you the license to draft Jamar Chase at five, gives you the license to, you know, lure a guy like Riley Reef to come in and make it plausible to draft, you know, uh, uh, Jamar Chase at five instead of Panay Sewell. Mm -hmm. And so I think the biggest catalyst, and I'm not going to, the biggest, the biggest, I'm looking positively at this game. I'm going to talk about the negatives with the Chiefs in a second. But the, the, oh, the okay. number one story of this game was how good Joe Burrow is and how much that Bengals team was ready to incorporate a player with the potential that Jamar Chase had. I agree. Joe Burrow brings the type of attitude and professionalism to the Cincinnati Bengals that they're not used to having. Like, so Andy Dalton is a professional, but he was not very good, mm -hmm. <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, like, he was over. Like, was Joe over. Burrow is both very good and then takes it seriously, which just is not something that the, the Bengals have had. And the, you, you start to see it pay off. I mean, look, the, the numbers speak for themselves. He's the only quarterback with a PFF passing grade over 90 this season. That's not... You know, people definitely were surprised when he took the number one spot in PFF grading. And there's, you know, he takes a ton of sacks. And I think that's something that, it, honestly, that I looked at Zach Taylor on that. And I'm like, you've got, we've got to have a scheme here where he's not getting beat up as much. He holds on to the ball for a while. The dude has not missed a throw in, in the last two games. I mean, he just has not. He's had yeah. an on-target throw percentage of 85% in those games. Does not have a turnover-worthy play. I think has eight big-time throws. Has been absolutely insanely good. I think the question... Joe Burrow has to be in the MVP conversation, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think the hard part is is we've all anchored on Rodgers, mm -hmm. and Rodgers has done nothing to like to lose it the way that maybe Brady did with a loss to the Washington football team or a loss to the Saints, whereas like Rodgers like earned the favorite spot and like has never really relinquished it, and now he's going to sit out Week 18 probably, right. and it, it's it's sort of over for him. But yeah, I mean, look, I I think Zach Taylor certainly earned another year has earned some respect. I also think the Bengals organization, which I get gets a lot of flack for being cheap, gets a lot of flack for being, you know, dumb and all this stuff. I mean, they went for the right fourth downs this week. I mean, the they played the Chiefs like a fiddle at the end of that at, at the end of the game from a from a management perspective. Mm -hmm. And I know that they have somebody in game who is talking to Zach Taylor and the Chiefs don't. And and that and that certainly showed up today at the end of the game, which I kind of want to talk about in a sec. But the the other thing is you look at that team and the competence, right? So you look at that secondary, which was a, a defense that couldn't get stop anybody just a couple mm -hmm. years ago. You look at Eli Apple, Chidobe Awuzie, Trey Waynes, uh, Mike Hilton, uh, Ricardo Allen, former starter for the uh, – Von Bell, a former starter for the Saints. And then that goes with Jesse Bates. Now, Trey Waynes hasn't worked, right? But they threw – what did they do what we asked. They throw numbers at the secondary. And for the most part, that secondary holds up most games. Mm. Um they they go after Trey Hendrickson. I know a lot of us were like, well, you 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 got the worst of the two edge guys by letting Carl Lawson awesome go, go and, get, and yeah, yeah. getting Trey Hendrickson. Trey Hendrickson would be great. Trey Hendrickson has gotten the pressure rate, you know, basically worthy of his sack rate so far this year. Um, so they've done some things on that roster that are also fairly sharp. T. Higgins in round two of 2020. Like, mm -hmm. there are some – this Bengals team, I, I, I want to give them a lot of credit. Before I come back and say – how badly the Chiefs squandered an opportunity to earn the one seed. <laughs> okay, in the AFC. before we get to the Chiefs, let's stick with the the Bengals here for a second. I um, 
remember very vividly when we did a mock draft last year and we had the Falcons taking Jamar Chase and the Falcons fans were completely up in arms. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Kyle Pitts has been very good. If you are redrafting, are you taking Pitts or Chase? Uh, it's a good question. I would still say, well, Falcons, given everything we know now, I would take Chase, right? Because you also, like, the fact of the matter, and one of the reasons we, you know, we defended this Falcons taking Chase thing, I mean, Calvin Ridley was playing fantastic football last year, and he was the highest projected wide receiver we had this year with the volume and stuff like that with Julio gone. But, like, the Falcons don't have the money to re-sign him, and nor would they re-sign him now. Like, he's done on his rookie deal. Where, where's the money going to come for the Falcons to sign him to a long-term deal as a wide receiver for their team? Yeah, I don't they have, and they, they're, and they, cap, and they're, they're in ba- cap hell. And they're under, other receivers are Olamide Zacchaeus, uh, Russell <laughs> Gage, and, like, and, and like I, I don't even... Russell Gage Crow. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the answer is, I don't even think it's, like, a debatable question. Like, it takes me three seconds to go, it's Jamar Chase. The dude's an assassin. <laughs> he's killing people out there. And he's beating – one of the cool things about Jamar Chase is he is beating guys in a lot of different ways. The, the, the play he took to the house where there were like 10 Chiefs between him and the goal line, and he didn't even have to juke any of them out. He just ran straight past them. Um, but he also just goes up and, and Randy Moss's guys left and right. He gets, he gets behind the defense really, really easily, creates separation there. Um, it, it's Jamar Chase. I, I think that there's a legit conversation. You know, you look at Justin Jefferson has been absolutely amazing. His former teammate at LSU over his first two seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're thinking about young receivers, you know, the best young receiver, I think, you know, obviously we know Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the NFL. But if you're looking at the guys that are on their rookie contract, Jamar Chase is 20 freaking one years old. Yeah, there's yeah. – <laughs> Like, I think you could make a legit – if you're picking a guy on the rookie contract, I think it might be Jamar Chase, as great mm-hmm. as Justin Jefferson's and, been. And, and interestingly, so we talk about Pitts. Like, I just want to bring it back and also appreciate Pitts. Kyle Pitts today was the second tight end in NFL history to go over 1,000 yards yeah. as a rookie. He's been he had good. the one touchdown only this year, because I think partly partly because the Falcons, <laughs> the Falcons are, 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 are kind of a bad team. Um, but but it, it, it's – look, this is this could shape – and I, I, I don't mean to say this, but like – like from a perspective of a non-quarterback, like there was that one draft that had like Troy Aikman, Tony Mandrich, Barry yeah. Sanders, Deion Sanders, and Derek Thomas. And it's like, which one of these would you, you know, and obviously yeah. Mandrich was the one. But like, you know, at the end of the day, like Pitts, Pitts could also be a unicorn someday. And Jamar Chase, like we we know the drops and stuff like that. There were have been weeks where, you know, the 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 Bengals against the Ravens he had the 200 yards and then he didn't have over 80 yards for the next seven weeks Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then he had the great game against the Ravens last week and he had obviously the blow up here like there's consistency issues but the variance is what the the Bengals are buying and like to me the that that's exactly the thing about the wide receiver position it's like and and I said this on the on the uh, PFF live show this morning um which airs every 11 a.m every Sunday I said I really hope that the Bengals play aggressive football today i hope they don't 
I hope that their aggression against the Ravens was not just smelling blood in the water and saying, okay, now we can just do it because there's not a lot of downside. Because they said, like, that's the only way they can beat the Chiefs. They could get killed by the Chiefs playing that way, right? If a couple yeah. balls get intercepted or whatever, like, you're, you're going to get, you're going to lose by 30. But that's your only chance to win was to lean on your quarterback. And I'm, I'm glad they did. Now, there was a few things in that game, and everybody's going to come back. The first thing I want to say is a little bit of a, there, just because something's a reason a team lost or won doesn't mean it was the only thing, right? So when somebody mentions, hey, I don't like how Andy Reid you know, managed the end of the game, you're like, well, you're ignoring the refs. It's like, no, we're not ignoring the refs. The refs are going to happen or they're not going to happen, and you still have to call a reasonable end of game, right? And there were, there were calls against the Chiefs. There was like a false start on the third and one that wasn't called. There was the horse collar tackle, which wasn't a horse collar tackle. There was a, a pass interference penalty where the corner was the only one that turned for the ball. There was a number of, 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 of issues in that game from the officiating standpoint. Be that as it may, Andy Reid, I don't understand how the Bengals get the ball back with, what, six and a half, seven minutes left in that game after the Chiefs tie it with a field goal. Mm-hmm. And you aren't immediately thinking to yourself, especially given everything that happened, which was Jamar Chase was already over 200 yards on you. Daniel Sorensen was playing one half of the field deep way too much in that game. I was there. I saw it. I was there. Your own eyes. And the one touchdown was an absolute joke of Daniel Sorensen taking angles. I don't understand if you're Andy Reid, how you look at that team and that performance today and say to yourself, yeah, uh, our best chance to win is to, is to give, if to give Patrick Mahomes the least amount of this time of the seven minutes left. And like, and then the other thing I don't get is it's third and 27 around the 40 yard line. And you're so hell bent on not giving up a short completion and a field goal there that you rush eight and put poor Traverius Wards, a seventh round pick by the Dallas Cowboys traded for a backup guard. And he's trying to fucking cover Jamar chase one-on-one that, that for the, the eighth one. time. That was the one where it was, that was the inexcusable one The the reps will happen that and, and the Bengals got the best of that without a doubt. You still had a chance like third and 27 Super Bowl winning teams do not, let you pick up there. I know. I know. I mean, if you're going to pick up third and 27, do it with someone other than Jamar Chase. Yes. And make Tyler Boyd over. Yeah. yeah. Like make, but, but, and, make, make CJ Uzama beat you. But, that, but the, the other part of it was then they were so hell bent on not giving up a touchdown. They wanted, they basically wanted the Bengals to kick a field goal at the end there. Yeah. So let's go to the fourth down. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's fourth uh, and a, a yard on the goal line. Game is tied. And Zach Taylor is going for it. First off, you like that decision by Zach Taylor? Mm-hmm. Why? Well, I mean, if you don't make it... A lot of people perplexed on, on Twitter. If you don't make it, the... If you don't make it, the game's going to overtime. Because the Chiefs are backed up enough where you basically have to run a couple sneaks. And Chiefs had no timeouts. Chiefs had no timeouts. You're, yeah. So there's that. So if you miss it, but the other, here's the other thing, and this is what nobody prices in. And this is also why after, so they, they kind of ran bad because when they Mixon ran for a, sorry, I'm, uh, the pass to, to chase was out of bounds to the 11. That was key mm-hmm. because then the next couple plays, Mixon went for five yards and Mixon went for four yards. They had a third and one at the Kansas city two. Yep. 
right outside the two-minute warning. The Chiefs had already taken their first time out. Um, then, like, that was, that was I think, the, the, the point in time where you had to decide. If you give up a first down here, you give up a touchdown. Mm-hmm. You get the ball back in Patrick Mahomes' hands with timeouts left and with, and with time left on the clock. Because the fact of the matter is, like, and they were lucky to get the stops. They were lucky to get it to fourth down. But once they got to fourth down, and this is what nobody priced into their calculations, after they've given up timeout after timeout, uh, second after second on the clock, you've been called for penalties on literally every incomplete pass basically the entire second half. If you get called for any sort of penalty in that game, the first fourth down, they got freaking lucky that they were offsetting, mm-hmm. that they got to play yeah. fourth down again. If you get called for any, like, and this is where I got up and I, I told Dave, we were sitting by, I'm like, this penalty's on the Chiefs, the game's over. And I started, like, leaving because when you get called for, like, illegal contact in the back of the end zone, it goes to first down. It's an automatic first down. And all the and the Bengals have complete control over this thing. They take a knee, you know, they spike the ball or whatever they have to do if they don't have any timeouts, and they kick a field goal and your game's over with, right? And that was always the thing I didn't understand. That could have happened on first down. Like, the Bengals could have taken two of your timeouts, got you to third down, thrown a fade to chase, Traverius Ward tackles him, and the game's over again. Yeah. Like, like you don't even get the benefit of those plays either. And so that was why it didn't make any sense. Once, one, and, and it wasn't your fault that Chase got tackled at the 11 instead of the 10. But once that happened, you had to know, okay, you get, you get like one or two chances to stop Joe Mixon and then live to fight another day. The reason you have Patrick Mahomes is so you don't have to worry about that shit, right? Like, if Sean Mannion's your quarterback, yeah, try to get a stop. But if, yeah. if Patrick Mahomes is your quarterback, keep time on the clock and let him answer. It, dude, you know what was so surprising to me is that Mahomes played so well in the first half. They they had that big lead at halftime, 14-point lead at halftime. Burrow outplayed Mahomes in the second half. I think for the totality of the game, you can say, look, Mahomes you know, had the better game, I think maybe by a hair or so if you want to. You know, pretty even. I think PFF grading tomorrow after review will be pretty close. But Mahomes had two turnover-worthy plays that were not particularly pretty. Mm-hmm. One should not, have been a touchdown. Yeah, Burrow did not have any and outplayed him in the second half. And that's something that's so surprising. And I think that's why the playoffs are going to be so exciting this year. Because there really is no team that you feel like just can't be beaten. I mean, the Chiefs a couple years ago had that where it didn't matter how far down they got. They were coming back and they were winning. But there's just not a team like that this year. Um before we get to uh, the Los Angeles Rams, reminder, you can use promo code FORECAST, F-O-R-E-C-A-S-T, to get 25% off any PFF subscription. That includes PFF Elite, which gives you all of the great PFF content, plus access to the college and NFL betting dashboards. Yes, there is still a game. Actually, there's two games in college football, I think, remaining. Um, access to 0-100 grades for every single player every single week. The player props tool, the best bets tool, and a hell of a lot more DFS optimizer included. Forecast, F-O-R-E-C-A-S-T, 25% off any sub. And if you want to tell us, it's not too late, what features at PFF you would like to see on pff.com when you get a subscription, email us at contact, C-O-N-T-A-C-T, at pff.com. Tell us what feature you love the most and what feature you'd most like to see, and we'll put it on the wish list for 2022. Um, I'm curious. Matt Stafford, what if I told you that... I would believe it. (laughs) Matt Stafford's PFF grade this year is his lowest he's had in three years. 
What if I told you that uh, his big time, <laughs> big time throw rate is lower than it's been in three years? What if I told you that this is the first year that he's had over 20 turnover? This is like a Kelly Clarkson song. <laughs> um, I guess I say this all What if say. I told you it was all meant to be? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm looking at the Rams. They've been pretty healthy all year. Yep. And I'm just curious whether they would be in any of a different spot, if not even a better spot with Jared Goff. I don't know. We got roasted pretty bad for saying that Goff had more war over the last like few years, and a lot of it was Stafford being hurt, but a lot of it is like, do you think that with some of these quarterbacks, and look, going into today's game, Stafford averaged 8.1 yards per attempt. That was going to, that was right now on pace to be his second best season uh, after the Daryl Bevel year in 19. 36 touchdowns is second best mark so far this year. 13 interceptions is you know, it's going to, after today, going to be on the higher and higher half of his career. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I think he's regressed substantially. I think he's been injured a little bit, uh, which, will, which will provide cover. But I also think that Sean McVay is not a guy who can foster brilliant quarterback play. I, I think he, and like this remains to be seen about Shanahan, I actually think more highly of Shanahan, but I think it remains to be seen whether or not he can cultivate elite quarterback play because there, there's aspects, and you know this, we know this, you, you, we both manage people, and there are some people, there are some managers who can't allow people the freedom to, to work, right? And th because that's a flaw in their management style. And then there are people who are more chill and like, and they get sets, different sets of, like take, take Zach Taylor, for example. Like Zach Taylor allowing Joe Burrow to be Joe Burrow like is probably saving his job and it's probably not comfortable. It, you know, Matt LaFleur allowing, you know, building a structure for Aaron Rodgers to have success. You know, Andy Reid was that way with Favre and Green Bay and McNabb and Philadelphia. And, and like, though, that's a character trait that maybe Sean McVay doesn't have. Well, hold up for a second. I think this is, <laughs> so I just, I thought it was naive to think that Matt Stafford was going to take the next step at this point in his career as if like he had been in a place that had no wide receiver talent ever. Yeah. Like you sure. only have the best wide receiver we've seen in the past 25 freaking but he, years. He's generating one of the best wide receiver years in NFL history. Again, out of Cooper yeah, Cup. yeah, Cooper yeah. Cup. But everyone assumed that the, the reasons that Matt Stafford, I mean, everyone looked at Jared Goff and goes, Oh man, this guy makes so many boneheaded plays. Thank God Matt Stafford won't make those. Yeah, like, that's not the reality we live I, in. What are you like? What yeah. What are we talking about here? Um, and uh, those those things, I think it's surprising to have expected McVeigh to get rid of. To be perfectly honest, like like McVeigh supposed to change the guy at age 30, 34, 35? Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, I don't think so. I actually think McVeigh, McVeigh is doing a, a wonderful job. Guys are running wide open across the middle of the field, but every once in a while and not every once in a while, pretty frequently, yeah. Matt Stafford just throws the ball right to the other team and gives them a touchdown. Yeah. They barely beat Tyler freaking Huntley and one of the most banged up teams in the NFL. Well, and that was because Huntley sort of like gave them a pick that yeah. was an end of half sort of sort of deal there. Um, yeah, I'm man. sorry, but like... I'm not blaming it all on McVay. I'm just saying like this idea that like McVay... Because like all the stuff at the... All the Rams planning during the offseason were McVay... 
Like McVeigh was going to to uh, Salt and Straw, and he was hey, sitting. There. Don't you dare I'm besmirch not, the good name. I'm not besmirching it, but you know he would go and be like, "Look, I want a waffle cone with some uh, with some oh, cookie dough ice cream." And, and by the way, like I have to do this for Jared when he fucking comes here too. And like that was <laughs> that was like his like he's like I have to tell Jared what to do all the freaking time. Like and he was he literally found a way to talk shit about Jared Goff at every turn. And like, oh, this guy Matt. I mean, he's you know he. And then and then and he's just perfect. And then he realizes he gets me. She realizes the new boyfriend also doesn't put the lid down in the middle of the night. And it's like <laughs> not the it, it's not the same. Like it, it's like that was the whole thing oh, that like was no. nauseating to me. And again, look, let's back the truck up for a second. Yeah, the Rams. I thought you were gonna start singing Olivia Rodrigo uh, right there. The Rams control their own <laughs> destiny for the second seed in the NFC. Like that, this, that is true. There has been team level success here that is not pretty, right? Like they barely beat this Vikings team that's now seven and nine again. And and they barely beat the Ravens, who were seven and point underdogs because Tyler Hundley's starting. Like this is sort of and like there have been teams that have done this, right? Like the 2012 Ravens limped into the playoffs won a division, but looked like crap doing it. Mm -hmm. And then they go and run the table and win the Super Bowl. So this is not disqualifying the Rams. Oh, no. And, and in such a wide-open year. And they've put and they've put themselves in position. Obviously, they're not going to overcome Green Bay for the one seed, but they could get the two seed. And the two seed in the NFC is facing, like, the Eagles, right, or the Niners. Uh, you know, that's interesting, by the way. Like, week 18, do, do the Rams want to dump one? I mean, yeah, I don't know. But, like, but – not against Trey Lance. Well, and the Niners have had their number for years, so yeah. like that's maybe not what they want to do. But you know, like, oh no, they, they they definitely don't want to face the Niners <laughs> yeah. in the playoffs. Let's be but, very but, clear. So so all this stuff about the Rams, where they've sort of like done it a different way, and then you come up for air, and they had the three game losing streak. They had the bad loss to Arizona, and but all told, they're twelve and four, and they have a shot to do some great things here. I would if if you pulled. Basically, anybody we respect, would any of them give the Rams a, a chance in hell of winning the Super Bowl? I think it, the majority would say no, but, like, they're right there. It's crazy. It's weird. Yeah, I. It, it, but you look at, like, the Cowboys are still – one of the most in, insane things, as bad as Matt Stafford has played, which is – I mean, he's been average, but, I mean, has not turned into to Tom Brady, as some would have, have predicted mm – -hmm. But you look at Dak Prescott, and Dak Prescott has, uh, I think, 11 turnover-worthy plays in his last five games, um, has not been playing great football. Um, they lose to the Cardinals today. Their one really impressive win was against a, a team that was fighting each other on the sidelines. So, like, you know, take that for what you will. Right. The, the Bucks. <laughs> I, I mean, I, like, you have to be very concerned – for if you're a Tampa Bay Buccaneers futures holder, because no, Chris I am Godwin, by the way, I've right. No, Chris Godwin is a huge loss. Antonio Brown, when he's on the field is a wide receiver one and is a huge benefit to Tom Brady. He's been Tom Brady's most popular target when he's on the field. He's now checking himself into yeah. a, a clinic. And um, by the way, I hope he gets the, the help he needs. Mm -hmm. I mean, that sucks, but they're they're in trouble because if Mike Evans is hampered and they're relying on like Cyril Godson and, and Rob Gronkowski, they're in trouble. So yeah, the, the NFC is wide open. Um, let's do quickly take the L and then we'll get to week 18. Um, 
biggest L of this week was what for well, you? Well, so we went three and zero on teasers, zero and three on picks. It was an uh, after your after a week we went two and zero um, on picks and like pretty good on teasers as well. Like basically, anyway, um, my biggest L and I and this is college football. So if anybody watched the college football live show, eleven a.m. every Friday, I think maybe we'll we'll do one the Monday of the the yep. college football playoff. I obviously nailed. Alabama minus 13 and a half. Lando Lakes, thanks for coming to get us. We're going to dump Anthony Tresh and Butter. I am going to eat Skyline Chili because they were even in it to begin with. So there's the two two bets where we, we split them. I think I get the better of the two, although I've never had Skyline mm-hmm. Chili before, so it remains to be seen. Um, the biggest L, I thought Michigan would be fucking competitive against <laughs> Georgia. Georgia came out there and absolute like you the first drive I knew. Like I was at the sports book with with my colleague our colleague Ben Brown and like after the first drive I'm like all right let's get the check. Like I just like this is over. Like yeah. and they were like Michigan had no prayer in that game and it makes me reevaluate all my thinking now that Georgia's a 3 point favorite against Bama yeah. in the, in the Natty. Um, was it just one bad game for Georgia? You know, because because I'll say this, Alabama covered that game and they covered some alts. They look they didn't look great in that. In yes, that they did not look game. great, which is why I'm so excited to take Alabama. <laughs> yeah, I like again. I, and and for the very same, we were talking about this um, off air um, upstairs, but it's like it's kind of that same like Arizona Cardinals idea, right? Mm-hmm. Where like there's no reason the Cardinals would have gotten six and a half points like a month ago in yeah. in, in Dallas. And, you know, you got a good value there with that uh, a pick that Greenline really liked uh, this week. Um, so that that was my L for the week. Yeah, Michigan was a bad one. I was on Michigan as well. Um, so that stunk. It would have been nice to see Michigan, like, show up so we didn't have to see the same game happen over again. But, oh, well. Um, my biggest L of the week. I, I, look, I said this last week. Um, I thought that... Cincinnati beat a really banged up Ravens team and that we shouldn't overreact to it and that Kansas City was going to come in and win handily. And at halftime, I was like, see, I told you so. (laughs) And um, yeah, it didn't happen. So that was definitely my big sell. I bought it, um, you know, at three last uh, Saturday and um, thought I was in a great spot. You know, it started moving. Pretty significantly ended up at three and a half. Um, but you win some, you lose some. That's and what happens. You live, you live to All right, we're going to get to week 18. They have announced the schedules. Obviously, it's going to be Oakland, San Diego. <laughs> as I, as a, so I got a text from my friend Jeff today. I was like, it's Oakland, San Diego Sunday. And he goes, the Padres? I go, <laughs> yes. have the Chargers really yes. earned the Los Angeles and label yet? Tony Gwynn is going to be on Sunday Tony Night Football. Um, before we get there. As you roll into 2022, Ooh, like roll, mm, there are um, New Year's resolutions that uh, that might particularly benefit some men out there. One of them is to stay trim, stay clean. Let 2022 be your cleanest year ever. Yep. Cleanliness, important. Next to godliness, actually. Cleanliness next to godliness, which... I used to always think was really funny, and now as an adult, I don't think there's anything that's ever rung truer for me in my life, which is that... You think you get closer to God the closer that razor gets to your balls? <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, the, 
how much I appreciate cleanliness. Ah, I see. You know, and just yeah, um, yeah. Uh, as, you know, a trait that people have. Anyways, Manscaped <laughs> is here to help you nail that trait because they have, with promo code PFF, 20% off plus free shipping. And they have the Performance Package 4.0, which comes with not only the Lawnmower 4.0, which is the thing that keeps you clean and safe with advanced skin safe technology that reduces cuts and nicks. It's not cut me once and extra long battery life, but also comes with their new ultra premium body wash, which you can check out. I told people that I'm going to use it. I haven't used it yet, but I continue to use lawnmower 4.0. I vouch for it. Extra long battery life has a light built in nice. incredibly easy to use and you can use it. Um, it's uh, I don't know if it's waterproof, but it's water resistant. You can use it in the shower. Anyways, new year, new you 2022 manscaped. PFF is the promo code at manscaped.com. 20% new, off. new year, new me was a, a segment. On yes, the that first, we did. Like, I think we should yeah. bring it back. I get it. On Wednesday. Okay. Week 18. We are on to it. So the Saturday games, Chiefs, Broncos, Cowboys, and Eagles. So both these, te- uh, both these games will kind of matter for these teams here, right? Because the Chiefs can um, get uh, – they can still get the one seed. Uh, if somehow the Titans lose to the Texans, which a couple weeks ago you might have said, crazy, no way it's going to happen. Like, Actually happened. Like there's a chance that happens well, again, like, right? Like, like Tennessee lost at home to Houston. Yeah, yeah. But like, now they were out, they outgained them like two to one and all that crap. But like it happened. It can happen. So this game will matter. Uh, the Eagles are already in the playoffs. The Cowboys, after that loss, now still hoping – to improve seating. So both these games do kind of matter. The so- Philadelphia one, so somebody in the in the chat, by the way, thank you for joining us this late uh, on a Sunday night, Monday morning. Appreciate you all. Were, said that the Niners had the sixth seed wrapped up. That is actually not correct. The Niners don't even have a playoff seed. That's true. They can like, still... Yeah, they can still not make it. Yes, because And in of fact, they also could... Like, they could alter the Rams because if they beat L.A., and yeah. then Arizona wins, and Arizona wins the NFC West back from the dead. So, like, there's a, a ton of different things that could happen here. But, um, but yeah, so, like, but the Philadelphia Eagles could, in, in fact, change seeding too, right? Yes. Because if, if the Niners lose and fall out of the playoff race, uh, or, and, or, or even if they lose and Philadelphia wins and New Orleans loses to Atlanta, right. then they could flip seeds. So, th- so, that game matters. It does sound, though, as if... There's rumors that that the Eagles are just going to rest everybody and they just take who they end up with. I, I don't think that that's particularly s- smart. <laughs> I, yeah. I think you want to improve seeding when you can. In the off chance that, for example, you get a six and seven NFC Championship game, you right. could host it. Right. Right. Or or that you don't have to end up going, you know, to play the the better seed. Like <laughs> yeah, that that's a no. um, an easy one. Okay. So. Um, what did you have? Uh, let's go with Chiefs Broncos first. What did you have this one at? I said nine and a half, Kansas City. Okay, I have ten and a half. It is ten on Pinnacle, basically squared up. Okay. Um, Do you De- think Denver has nothing to play for? I don't know if they'll play Bridgewater or Locke. Locke was horrendous. Again I mean, look, today. They, they have nothing to play for. They have a lot to play for, which is like Vic Fangio is trying to keep his job. Um, I, they're going to come out and play hard, right? I mean, there's no doubt about it. What are they? What are they resting for? The fucking. Well, the problem is, is like they're already not going to be above 500. They've already gone under the win total, cha-ching. And 
The uh, yeah, but my point is they're they're actually going to come out and play. Like well, well, Fangio will want them to, right? Like the same way Zimmer. Let's not want- do this again, okay? Let's not do this again, okay? Uh, do you think the Kansas City Chiefs? comfortably cover this game they have not lost an AFC West game on the road since Patrick Mahomes became the quarterback you think it's gonna be Drew Locke actually it doesn't matter who it is the Broncos total stink. on this total on this game the is Broncos 44 and a half absolutely stink. total on this game 44 and a half feels weird right doesn't it feel like like they remember there I don't know if you were a fan of football back then, but like in 1999, there was a game where like Brett Favre had to basically, it was one of those like win and then hope for help later right. in the day thing. And like against the Panthers, he, he like put up like 50, like he just kept like, no, you know, the chiefs are in the playoffs. So like, they're not going to do that, but the total on this game being 44 and a half, that's just purely Denver being terrible on offense. Right? Yes. That's exactly what it is. I think we stay away from this game. I don't know if we're going to have any early bets because we don't have a ton of information on who's playing whom. If you did, however, follow us on Wednesday and you took the Packers, Cardinals, and then the Detroit ATS yep. or Moneyline. You're, you're in a nice, nice spot. Um, by the way, when they played early December in Kansas City, 22-9. to nine, Total on the game was 48, which we took. That was, was our lock of the week one week. Yeah, and it went under, obviously. Went under um, easy. I... I think this moves out, to be honest with you. Um, Cowboys, Eagles in Philadelphia. Uh, I have the Eagles getting four points in this game, assuming the Eagles are actually playing their players. I said Dallas would be minus two and a half. Okay. Um, I do not see this on. I did see it somewhere on Twitter where it said, like, basically Philly was plus one. This is one where it's not necessarily clear that – either team is going to be at full strength yes and i'm not sure yeah i saw one and a half before sunday night football kicked so if you can find it i feel like you have to take dallas there right unless unless there's someone that thinks that da- dallas can't be dallas killed but this is how far philly's come remember philly was three and a half point yeah f- underdogs in dallas week like four and got absolutely murdered and you know now yeah maybe there's some thought that i i guess just like the cowboys can improve their their seating but it's it's a it's a windy path right yeah. you need basically san francisco to beat the rams but even so so take this for for example san francisco beats the rams the and and arizona wins and they're tied with arizona yep then dallas by virtue of the loss today, literally, is right. losing a seed to the tiebreaker with the Cardinals. And then um, Bucks. the Bucks have an easy one, I believe, against Carolina this week. Yep. Um, although they, they almost lost to the Jets, so what's easy for them? Um, and the Cowboys have the – the Cowboys lose the tiebreaker to Arizona and Tampa Bay, right? So – you know, there, there, there are not yeah, that, the, much, that many incentive. permutations when... Yeah, I think the incentive is more about, like, working out Playing kinks, better, playing You know, better. just, yeah. like, like, play better against a team that, that actually Good cares. Um, okay, we now get to the Sunday games. I, we do not know, I don't believe, unless it's come out, the actual um, ordering of the non-Sunday night football games. It 
does look like there there are some of these that are assigned on pinnacle but you're right i mean let me look at nfl jesus here um it doesn't have them listed yet okay interesting so we're gonna kind of go through these like matter doesn't matter if it doesn't matter i say we just like skip over it like there's no unless point. there's a yeah 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 okay i like no it. point in talking about it packers lines this one doesn't matter yeah i mean so dan campbell's team will play hard uh but it's probably super baked into the line you'll have to re listen to the news on jordan love if aaron Rodgers plays a series or two all bets are off yeah i mean i i, I said plus three and a half after i i changed it after what happened tonight Assuming that Jordan Love plays. Assuming it's Jordan Love versus either Tim Boyle or Jared Goff. Uh, Tim Boyle did score 29 points today against Seattle, uh, but they gave up 51. So, Yeah. Uh, Aramon St. Brown has caught like eight passes Who? or more. Our... St. Brown has caught eight, <laughs> eight passes or more the last five games. Uh... Armand Ra St. Brown. We're getting there. And we're getting there. We're it's getting late. There. Um, <laughs> uh, Colts, I, I'm not, I mean, I, if Rogers played, it was going to be 14 and a half. If Jordan love plays, it was 11 going in because I, I, I knew that because I did that parlay. Here's thing. one interesting thing. If, um, if Jordan love plays, does that mean they're rest? I mean, they should be resting Adams as well, right? They should be resting every starter every, on that team. Everybody. I, and they should use. Like, so I'll say this. If they're playing a bunch of backups in Jordan Love and the Lions are more than three and a half point underdogs with Jared Goff, I will take the Lions. Yeah, of course. Just saying. Colts Jaguars. This one does matter. Um, the Colts, if they happen to lose this game, uh, be out could be out of the playoffs. Yes, there's a there's a path um where they don't make the playoffs. So this game does matter. Um I have the Jaguars getting ten and a half points. At home, and I said fourteen off. and a half. Yeah, it's fifteen and a half. Yeah, I mean the Jack, the Jack. So, who's who's the who's the worst team in the NFL, and why is it a battle between the Jags and the Giants? This isn't some clown show, Eric. We're building a culture here. <laughs> the Giants, <laughs> the Giants. I'm receiving phone calls. The Giants, from people at other yeah, teams, yeah, yeah, yeah. telling me how much they wish they were here. <laughs> the Joe Judge press conference. Have you ever seen? Bananas. Have you ever seen um, Hall Pass? Yeah. You know when the guy, the 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 barista at the coffee shop is yelling at like Owen Wilson, <laughs> yeah. your beanie and that demeanor looks exactly like that guy. In that I, movie. There's a there's a fifty fifty chance that I am either going to you're going to order a cappuccino, yeah. and I'm going to give you art. <laughs> in the cabbage <cafeteria. laughs> or that i'm going to show up at the coffee shop and play for you a combination of the greatest angsty hits in, that you've ever heard live the, like in the coffee the shop sexual repression is heavy in those in those bits. Okay. and then i'm going to go hit on a random person there who's journaling for the 15th straight day yeah, right, okay dude. <laughs> I just reminds me I haven't been to twelve fifteen in forever. That's the look <laughs> that I'm catering right now. Um, the Jags are the Jags are horrendous, and yes, this is true. Does Jonathan Taylor run for two fifty? Like, where is Taylor as far as rushing yards? Oh, by the way, he went over hundred today. They did not win. It does seem like a theorem has been disproven. Yes, that is really. <laughs> <laughs> it's like showing that gravity doesn't so, exist. So uh, they were nine and zero. By the way. 
Um, one of the best stats you'll ever see. The Indianapolis Colts were 9-0 and in games that Jonathan Taylor had won- had rushed for over 100 yards. They had lost every single game that he had not rushed for over 100 yards, which translates to it is easier to win games when you are winning than it is to win games that you are losing. Yeah. Today it did not work. Um over 100 yards. So no he's win. he's at right now 1734 yards. Now I know a 2000 yard season doesn't mean as much now because it's 17 games. They will try you, and get it for They him. will try to get that for him. Yes, and the Jaguars might let him. Um by the way, we get now to the Washington football team and the New York football Giants. This game does not matter. Um it does not. However, Mike Glennon is on pace to be the only quarterback this year with a PFF grade PFF passing grade below 20. I love it. 19.2. He was atrocious. Dropped back the pass 11 times. Four times he committed a turnover-worthy play. That's a turnover-worthy play rate of 23%, the highest in a single game in the entirety of the NFL this season. However, the quarterback with the second-worst grade in the game, Carson Wentz, he won that game. A privilege. Bears-Vikings. No. This game also does not matter. But I found this to be really funny. Um, they asked Mike Zimmer, joyful Mike Zimmer. Um, they said uh, after the game, Courtney Cronin, at Courtney R. Cronin on Twitter, uh, does Mike Zimmer want to see Kellen Mond next week in the season finale? Quote, not particularly. Why? Quote, I see him every day. I, I can't <laughs> see that's somebody that's that's somebody who just sucks. I, I, I don't like – You're going to get this now, I guess, okay? So, oh no, we don't need this. Why? I don't this is what I don't fucking get, okay? If you draft a if you have a Kirk Cousins as your quarterback and you're and you're either committed to winning You got 30 seconds. It's 12:25. Why the hell are you drafting a guy in the 3rd round and if this is literally the game for him to play, he's not prepared. He either sucks so bad that in in fucking 15 weeks, you can find out that a third-round quarterback's that terrible, in which case you're terrible at evaluating. Or, and this is what I think is more true, your coaching staff was simply not committed to a, to developing a quarterback you took in round three. In either event, everybody's got to be fired. And we move now to the Carolina Panthers and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So the Bucks do have a reason to play this uh, game. Uh, yeah. Um, that brings and, me back to the T.O. Like T.O. comparisons to Antonio Brown, by the way. And that uh, – speaking of Antonio Brown, O.J. Simpson uh, released a video calling what Antonio Brown did inexcusable. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you're killing this team. <laughs> the culture on this team is dead. This is some clown show, Eric. This is some clown show. You completely murdered this team. (laughs) If I did it, this is how I would have done it. I would have gotten dragged out of the league. (laughs) If I did. Oh, just, oh, just sit this thing out, man. Sit out opinions. No, if you get out of don't, because it gives us a little bit more life. Inexcusable. 
I want it's OJ like Kevin Spacey. Did Kevin Spacey, do, did Kevin Spacey do the weird Christmas video this year? He didn't. No, I don't. Thank think God. Like there are some people who, and I and I don't, you know, cancel culture, whatever. But it's just like, it's like sit the next couple plays out. Oj, come on, man. Excusable. <laughs> you can't do that. That's ridiculous. Um, okay. Uh, where are we here? So Buccaneers, <laughs> Panthers. I, I have the Bucks favored by ten and a half in this game. I said the Bucks would be favored by sixteen and a half at home against Carolina. I do. Carolina's wretched. They are not very good. Um, it's it was minus nine. Why? Oh, it. do the Bucks are just so deflated? the Bucks are super banged up. Yeah, we they, um, they we they, we did make them lock of the week. That did lose. Yeah, that was brutal. Um. I apologize. That's actually the biggest L of the week. I'm sorry. I, I mean, the Falcons even fucking covered. I know. I know. Think about that. I, I was being a good friend, but I really wasn't. And the Cardinals. And the Cardinals. You know, we were adjacent. We were. It was inexcusable. What it, is what it was. It killed our opportunity for a good week. <laughs> I originally had nine and a half here, and I changed it to ten and a half because I then watched the Panthers play. And the Panthers are not good at football, as you just said. But the the Bucks are really banged up, man. Um, if I'd say, it's I'll say not this. available on Pinnacle. I will say this: I Tom Brady still deserves the MVP for the totality of what he's done this season. Um, and he had, I, I, I thought Chris did a good job of outlining this. Like he had a terrible game against the New Orleans Saints. Absolutely. So did Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers came at the beginning of the season. Tom Brady's came at prime time. Um, but Tom Brady has been absolutely incredible this year once again and is, in my opinion, the most valuable player in the NFL. That's not just because I bet it. <laughs> that would be inexcusable. Um, Patriots-Dolphins. This Yuck. game does matter. The Patriots actually can... They, 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 they could, have not clinched yet, right? No, they, they, clinched. Have clinched, they clinched, but they could get the one seed. Now, it would require a lot going on, and the Bills would have to lose to the Jets. But, nonetheless. But. Dolphins. But they also want to – they also probably – so, if you're the Pats, do you want the five seed, and do you match up well with the Buffalo Bills? The answer is no. <laughs> I do not want to face Josh Allen in the playoffs. Yeah. I Okay. Yeah. It's tricky. Um but yeah, they have to play hard, and the Dolphins are not technically eliminated, although for all intents and purposes. They are. I have the Dolphins getting four and a half at home. As it's six and a half. It is five and a half. Split the difference. Split um, the difference. Juice towards you. Uh-huh. Um, minus five and a half is minus 112 on Pinnacle. By the way, totals so far this week, 44 and a half, 44, 43, 39, 40, 45 and a half, 40, 48, 44 and a half, 48 and a half, and Low. then... The, the these find yourself teasable lines this week because unlike any other week, you know, especially when it's two yep. teams that are have nothing to play for, it's get in, get out, get on with your life type of situation. Saints Falcons, uh, this game also matters <laughs> um, because the Saints can make the playoffs here. I have the Falcons at home getting three points. I said. The Falcons would be getting two and a half. They're getting four. I and know. It is, uh, juice the other way. I, man, 
do we we double dip on Falcons here or do we because Falcons win and it's like if you've rid, ridden with us to the Falcons going o- going over seven road. and a half road iron over seven and a half wins do you take like a minus 200 on the Saints to hedge I don't know if I would I actually think the Falcons so Falcons went on the road to face the Saints in the first Trevor Simeon start they were six point underdogs won that game outright and I know Taysom Hill's beaten them twice I know Taysom Hill just was able at home to go ahead and beat um you know the uh, Panthers the great Sam Donner but here's the thing Falcons, first-year head coach who's not getting fired, first-year GM who's not getting fired. Like I do think that there's they're gonna they're gonna be all all hands on deck here, don't you think? Or do you think they're gonna be playing for a draft position? Oh man, uh, I don't think Matt Ryan is letting them play for draft position. I'll say amen. Uh, so yes, I do like Falcons, Titans, Texans. This game does matter. Texans can lock up the one seed if they win this game. Titans. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> uh, what do you have to say? Uh, I Tennessee minus 14 and a half, which is way too many. I had 13 and a half. It is. It is and, this, and this is for Chiefs Kingdom here. Tennessee minus 11. So it's, yep. it's not as big of a lock, maybe. I kind of agree with that. I, so the, you could have seen the Titans, should have been able to see, the Titans beating the brakes off the Dolphins from a mile away. The Dolphins had played a cupcake schedule. and Greenline the, liked the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. It it was all, you know, all roads led there. Now they're going on the road. The Texans, ah, oh, man. I, this, this would worry me. I, I got to be honest. I don't like it at um, 11. I would have preferred the, thir- you know, 13-14, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steelers-Ravens. This game probably doesn't matter but could matter um for I'm, the Steelers. So if the Steelers win tomorrow. Yeah, the Ravens are eliminated, right? Yes. Ravens are eliminated, but the Steelers five straight losses. Just a real rough. Not great. Minus two point differential too now. I had the um oh this game doesn't really matter. So yeah, I mean, talking about yeah. it. It's not gonna be up because the Steelers are playing. Uh Jets Bills, this game does matter. I have the Bills favored by seventeen. 16 and a half. And it is 16 and a half minus 112. So basically what we just said. Zach Wilson, not good again today, but not awful, right? Just, Congrats, ping the banner. Just kind of whatever. Almost ping got a dub. Best player in the Jets is Braxton Berrios. Bengals, Browns. Yeah. Um, this game. My mock draft, by the way, pff.com, uh, still up on the site. I had the Jets taking two defensive backs right away because I think they need. Interesting. No quarterback. Okay. Um, Bengals-Browns. This game will not matter for the Browns. They've been eliminated. Could matter for the Bengals. They could theoretically still actually get the one seed. Um, Now, would you play Joe Burrow if he's a little banged up? He was banged up during the game, wasn't he, a little bit? Um... Also, the way he plays – just worries me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, and also the ACL from last year. Yeah, plus I'm just going to say this. I would sit everybody. Yeah. Well, especially considering like. Now, Zach Taylor is yeah. a disciple of. Sean McVay, who sat at Sean McVay, 
is literally searching for opportunities to sit, sit people. people. <laughs> yeah. So except for Stafford, he hasn't thought about sitting him down. We'll, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> what do you have this one at? I don't know that it matters. Uh, I said minus three. Cleveland. Well, Cleveland. I, I actually did see this. Cleveland is favored by like three, and I do think that there is some. I did see a market where they were favored by three, three and a half. I do think that there is some thought that the Bengals are just going to sit. That means that the Bengals are sitting. Um, okay. It was the to be fair, Cleveland was minus one and a half going into the week, but we also they were minus three and a half tomorrow night until yep. they were eliminated. Now they're plus one, so there there might be some market movement based upon not just the strength of the teams, but also the motivation. All right, we have three remaining games that matter. Before we get there, DraftKings and DraftKings Sportsbook is where you need to go if you are looking to bet on anything. National Championship, Week 18, playoffs, whole deal. They've got you covered, and they have an unbelievable offer for you if you use promo code PFF and you are a new customer. You bet $5 on any football team to win their game. They do. You'll get $200 in free bets. It's that freaking simple. So go do it. Pick a big favorite. Get those $200 in free bets and then ride that throughout the playoffs or into the national championship, whatever you want to do. Um, if sportsbooks aren't available in your state, uh, that's okay because DraftKings has plenty of free ways for you to get involved in the action, including the free shot in a million dollars for all new first depositors. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF. Bet $5. Any team to win, college or pro, get $200 in free bets if they are victorious. With promo code PFF, must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Seahawks Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals, I believe, playing for uh, a potential seed and obviously potentially the division yes. if the Niners can beat the Rams. So this game, these games are going to be at the same time. They're going to be at 4 p.m. Eastern. You can bet your bottom dollar on that. The Seahawks playing for dignity, apparently. Um, Finally. I'm sure as hell aren't playing for a draft position. I have the Cardinals favored by six and a half points. I said nine and a half. They are favored by six and a half points. What? So you like I like the Cardinals. But I can see the Seahawks playing spoiler. The Seahawks, this is the Super Bowl for the Seahawks. They got nothing left. They're used to going to the playoffs. So they're going to throw a pick at the end? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In Glendale. Sorry. In Glendale. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I don't have – I'm not going to take the point. I'm not going to take the points of the, a team that has nothing to play for against a team that has something to play for. I know that, like, there's going to be a game, and we all know that there's going to be a game much like in 17 when the Bengals beat the Ravens and knocked them out, yeah. you know, Tyler Boyd touchdown catch and all that stuff. But like it's it's sort of the birthday problem. I know that's going to happen. I can't pick. You know, it's hard right, to pick right. which game is that's going to actually be the case. But um, I think the Cardinals are a lot better than what they had done in their three or four game losing streak. Um, and I think the Seahawks they gave up twenty nine points to, Nick, uh, to Tim Boyle today. So yeah, I wouldn't overreact to the the Seahawks uh, destruction of the Lions. So I, I can kind of get on board with that. I guess the worry is, of course, that the Cardinals are still throwing the ball to A.J. Green predominantly as like a wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. 49ers uh, at Rams. Oh, let me just say this real quick about Kyler Murray. That dude has continually improved his passing each of his seasons in the NFL and is a legitimately elite thrower mm-hmm. of the football now. Um, and that kind of like was a narrative at the beginning of the season has gone away. He's continued to play 
Uh, by the way, somebody just tweeted out the times. Oh. So the four o'clock games are Seattle, Arizona, New Orleans, Atlanta, New York Jets, Buffalo, San Francisco, LA, New England, Miami, Carolina, Tampa. The one o'clock games. Well, yeah, we know what the one o'clock games yeah, yeah. are. Um, there are some meaningful games in the one o'clock slate, including Tennessee, Houston. Yep. Um, but all the meaningless games are played at one. There are some meaningful games at one too. Uh, Rams, Niners. What'd you have this one at? Rams, Niners. This is a big one. Um, I had the Rams laying six and a half. I had the Rams laying five and a half. I'm correct. It is five and a half. Woo. Look at me. On the money. I know my I think Green Lane's going to like San Francisco. In this I know. Game. And I, I too, Eric, like San Francisco in this one. Look, Trey Lance wasn't amazing in this game. It's Trey area. That's what he was. But he was. I want him to be Trey Volume one of these times. Stop it. No, absolutely <laughs> not. Um, the Add pick, a dimension. The pick was ugly, but I was encouraged. Of course I was encouraged. I was encouraged. Made some throws down the football field that were not atrocious. Uh, made some throws that Jimmy G will never make in his entire career. Um, and yes, it was against the Texans, so it doesn't really matter. I love Kyle Shanahan and Trey Lance. Deeply. Against Sean McVay and the Rams. Okay. 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 Especially with the Niners playing. The Niners here are playing for the playoff spot. The Rams are simply playing for. Um, seeding. seeding. Well, no. The Rams need to win to make sure the division. They clinch the division. So there's there's a lot of motivation on the Rams side. Still seeding though. Yeah, for sure. But like it can drop four seeds in one with a loss. And a, but yeah, but yeah. They're still going to be in the playoffs, is my point. The Niners here, it's all or nothing. They go home. They're fishing if they don't win this game. Yeah, Shanahan rooting if they lose, rooting for one of his his old teams, the yeah. Falcons. So can beat. I say this, though? If I'm not sure I would bet it right now because I think there's a chance that Jimmy G tries to play in this game. And if he does, I'm not betting on them. I can't. With like a broken hand. He looked great against Tennessee. Thank you. <laughs> Sunday night football is Chargers Raiders. In well, Los no, no, no. We have one more game. What game? Washington versus New York Giants. No, we skipped over that. Oh, okay. Because it doesn't matter. Well, no. I just wanted to make a claim that the Giants are the worst team in the NFL. Yeah, you already did that. Okay. Are you, do you agree with me? Yes, I do. Um, before we get to Sunday night football, Western and Southern, they're helping you have the ultimate game day feast for the biggest game of the year that happens on February 13th, 2022. And all you have to do to win a $2,500 catered meal from the restaurant of your choice to be delivered to you is to ask Chris Collinsworth a question. And you do so at westernsouthern.com slash ask Chris. You can ask him anything you want. A lot of people on Twitter wanted to ask him why he loves Aaron Rodgers so much. I don't know if you watched Aaron Rodgers play football. So I wouldn't ask that question, but ask him something could be about football, could be about your financial future, because that's what Western Southern can help you figure out, and they can do so pretty seamlessly. So go to westernsouthern.com slash ask Chris. You'll be automatically entered to win that fully catered meal, and you can go check out the Chris Collinsworth podcast and hear the question that he answers and see if it is yours on uh, YouTube or on Western and Southern's Instagram channel. All right, Sunday Night Football. Chargers Raiders. I have the Raiders favored by two and a half points. 
Yeah, that is where I am too. No, no. You the Raiders are two and a half point underdogs. Oh. Yeah, that's what I have. Interesting. I don't know. They're at home. They're at home. The Chargers don't have fans, so like Right. Well, the Chargers had the home game first and all the LA all the LA Raiders fans. Right, right? shut up. Yeah. That's the, that's the, like the beauty of having been in three cities as a franchise. You have all these fans that come everywhere. Um, yeah, I guess – so my feeling was this could have been on either side but less than three. Um, so so here, here's what I'll say about the Raiders. Offensively, um, the Raiders have been horrendous this year since Henry Ruggs, like, you know. Well, and Darren Waller. Car. I mean, I think Darren Waller. Darren Waller is a big one too for sure. Loss. But, like, they, I mean, today they got 13 points, like, really quickly. And then after that it was basically, like, a yeah, grind to get the next 10. And that, that to me, like you look at their last few games. So, seventeen games in a win against the Raider against the Broncos, sixteen points in a win against the Browns team that had no players due to COVID, right. uh, nine against the Chiefs, six, fifteen against Washington football team. They did have thirty six against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving, thirteen against the Bengals, fourteen against the Chiefs, sixteen against the Giants, the worst team in the NFL. So you just think the Chargers just come in here and dump truck them? I don't think they dump truck them, but I do think they should be favored. I I might be I might take the Raiders on on a teaser at eight and a half because I think that this game is going to play very Chargerian. Mm. Where well, like here here's the thing. Here's the one data point about the Chargers that I keep coming back to. Why do the Chargers like do this to us? They're a top five team in the NFL, top five worst team in the NFL in percentage of targets that are contested. The the Raiders, if nothing else, have good secondary players. Hobbs, Hayward, um, you know, yep. they, they do a good job. And the Chargers aren't deep at wide receiver. Like, they go Mike Williams until he gets hurt in a game and Keenan Allen. That's it. So, like, I do think the Raiders match up okay. Plus, the offensive line for the Chargers has always been kind of banged up. You know, not as good as they could be. And obviously, when you come at them with Max Crosby, you come at them with uh, players like that, Yannick Ngakwe on the other side, like they could do enough to slow this thing down. Derek Carr has just simply not been good enough, mm-hmm. and and that offense has simply not been good enough. So that that's kind of where I sort of like end the conversation, I guess, as far as um, you know, with the with the Raiders be, being all that confident in them now, getting points, I kind of like. Here's the thing: everyone and their mother. Likes the Chargers. Likes the Chargers. Every week, though. Everyone. I You see this game. You see how the Raiders have played. The Chargers just beat the brakes off um, of – who did they play today? I can't remember who they freaking played Denver. today. Denver. Uh, Denver, yes. 34-13. They, they had a pick. They had an interception. They had a few interceptions. They had a kickoff They crushed the Broncos, right? Yeah. Okay, everyone's forgotten the fact that they lost to the Texans. Uh, look, they've beaten the Chiefs this year. Um, okay, all that stuff. And everyone and their mother is going to like the Chargers. Less than three, Justin Herbert, better quarterback. The Chargers are loaded. I'm just saying. I wouldn't be so sure. I wouldn't be so sure. Derek Carr, for all of his his foibles, still... Having a good year. Having a good uh, year. On balance, An 80 yes. PFF grade um, is top 10 in our quarterback um, uh, power ranking metric. Um, has made more big-time throws by a significant margin 
nearly twice as frequently as Justin Herbert has this year. That will surprise a ton of people. Um, and as you said, their their defense is not the complete sham that it was last year. They have players on defense. That our, are- win to- our simulation had the Raiders with nine wins, and that was the most off-market we were on any win total, and they are now at nine wins. Now that we've gotten a little lucky because of the COVID stuff with the Browns, but the Raiders are better than people think. And I, I'm looking forward to teasing teasing them this yes. week. I'm, I'm there with a teaser. I also sneakily like the Raiders. Just money line. Let's do it. That was the, the podcast. We appreciate you guys for hanging out. We love you all. We'll be back, of course, on Wednesday evening to uh, block the week. Please, God, let's make it happen. Anyways, stay safe. Love y'all. Peace. In the dark, you shine.